Welcome to our 25-day Christmas countdown, where for every day in December, we break down the story of Christ's birth with the hope that you will gain a better understanding and appreciation for the true meaning of Christmas. We're your hosts, Ella and Addie, and we're praying that you would challenge yourself and your friends to tune into every single episode on this 25-day journey. Now let's hear from our listeners. What does Christmas mean to you? Christmas means to me a time that we can stop and celebrate the birth of Christ Jesus. It's a time to slow down and be with the ones that you love. As you can see, people differ on their beliefs about Christmas. Regardless, let's jump into scripture to break down the story of the first Christmas together. Hey everyone, welcome to day 20 of the Christmas countdown. Today we are going to be talking about the wise men or the magi or whatever your Bible version calls them, but I am going to go ahead and get started by reading Matthew 2 verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they responded, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. After having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Alright, so the wise men, or here in this translation, they're called the magi, honestly are some of the oddest characters in the Christmas story. We are given very little details about them. This little scripture passage is the most information we are given in any of the Gospels and any of the stories of Jesus' birth about the Magi and them coming to see Jesus. They basically show up, they present their gifts, and then they disappear again. But when we think about Magi and wise men, whatever, they're interchangeable, I guess. Um, We often think of the song, We Three Kings of Orient Are. And actually, this song may be wrong on several accounts. While they did present Jesus with gold, frankincense, and myrrh, there is no evidence that there was three magi. Just because they presented three gifts doesn't mean there was three of them. There's also no proof that the group of magi were kings. In fact, we can assume it is very, very likely that they probably were not. And then, as for the being oriental part, we don't really have information about where they were from other than they came from the east. But here are a few things that we do know about them. So the magi of the Old Testament were considered the scholars at this time, the wise men, because there really was no distinction between superstition and science. These two things were blended in all of their teachings. So like in astrology, all of their ideas, their superstitious ideas about astrology and their scientific ideas about astrology were blended. There was no one theory was better than the other, like, 
both of these things went hand in hand during this time. And so basically these people were the scientists, the mathematicians, the philosophers, the doctors, and the legal authorities over their culture. They had a lot of pull during this time. However, the Magi were nothing short of satanic occult practitioners. Their religion, the things they did were satanic. And I will link some examples of that um, in the description below and just some more information on the Magi during the time of the Old Testament. Um, I think it's pretty interesting read, so I highly recommend you go and take a look at that. But the Magi during the time of Christ, they were still men of tremendous power, but when they were visiting Jesus here, as far as the Roman Empire was concerned, they were still outsiders. They were foreigners. And so... The Magi were obviously aware of the Messianic prophecy because they were here searching for Jesus. They were searching for the true God, the King of the Jews that was prophesied to come. And we don't know exactly where they were from other than we're told they came from the East. And during this time, the Magi were partly responsible for choosing kings because they had so much pull and they were seen as such wise, smart people. So this is why King Herod was so concerned that here they were searching for this prophesied king, this king of the Jews, because Herod's title, as we learned in, I think it was episode three, maybe Addie talked about, that Herod's title was king of the Jews, which was given to him by Caesar Augustus at Herod's coronation. So here we are, day 20, tying back in things from day three. Anyways, enough about the history of the Magi. Verse two, getting into the scripture here. We don't know how the Magi knew the Messianic prophecies had been fulfilled. We already covered this, but here they are in verse 2. They are searching for Jesus. They are searching for the King of the Jews because God somehow revealed it to them that the Messianic prophecies had indeed been fulfilled. And so they were searching for Jesus and God led them to the exact house that Jesus was living in. And another important thing to note here is that when the Magi visited Jesus in the Christmas story and Christmas pageants, we always picture that the Magi visited Jesus while he was an infant, brand new newborn, and was still in the stable with Mary and Joseph. However, this was not the case. We are told very clearly in scripture here that they came to the house and saw Mary and Jesus in the house, and the star that they followed led them directly to that house. So anyways, Jesus honestly could have been one to two years old at this point. We don't know how old exactly he was, but it was a good chunk of time after his birth. And then we're told in the scripture as well that, you know, they followed the star. This is like the Christmas star that is talked about today. And this Christmas star has been attempted to be explained by many astronomers, many scientists, many people in general. And there's theories that it could have been Jupiter, a comet, um, the conjunction of two planets, or some other natural ph phenomenon. But None of these options are actually plausible because the star led them directly to the house that Jesus lived in. If the star was just over the town of Bethlehem, that couldn't point them to Jesus. And so clearly, God led them directly to the house that Jesus lived in. And so the Christmas star is actually more like the Shekinah that we learned about in the Shepherds and Angels episodes previously that 
glory of the Lord that surrounded them there. The star is kind of like a manifestation of God's glory over the house of Jesus or the house that Jesus was living in at this time. And then moving on to verse 11 here, God led these magi to Jesus and then when they find Jesus here in verse 11, they bow down and they worship him and they give him gifts. And it's amazing to me that God led these men out of their pagan land, out of their occult practices, to face to face to God, God in the flesh, Jesus, and here they are worshiping here. And the Magi's worship here is super significant because they may have started out this quest for political motivations or whatever their reasoning was, but we know that they were not Jewish. And they set out on this quest for whatever reasons. And by the end of it, God has worked in their hearts and God in his grace has led them to Jesus and allowed them to see Jesus for who he really is, which is God in the flesh. And then the Magi give Jesus three gifts. So gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, gold and frankincense are pretty typical gifts for a king. Gold is a symbol of royalty. It was then, it still is now. And then frankincense is an expensive fragrance and was often sprinkled on offerings in the temple. However, myrrh was kind of an odd gift for them to give Jesus. It was a substance used in embalming the dead, which was kind of foreshadowing Jesus's death. Jesus's whole purpose for coming into the earth essentially was to die, to take all of the sins of the world upon him and die. And so while it's highly unlikely that the Magi knew Jesus's purpose to come into this world, God led them to Jesus, God worked in their hearts, so surely God inspired their selection of gifts that they presented to him. So I just think that's a pretty interesting thing there. And you know, the Magi have this title, the wise men, And it's amazing that during their journey to see Jesus, to find the king, they truly did become wise men because they sought the Lord and God worked in their hearts. He revealed who Jesus was and they worshiped him. And, you know, then they obeyed God and they took a different route home. And while they literally took a different route home, Jesus came into their lives and changed the direction of their lives. He changed the route of their lives as well. So literally and figuratively, their route changed here when they met Jesus. And that's how it is in our own lives. When we meet Jesus, when Jesus comes into our lives, he changes the direction of our lives. And that's truly the measure of a fool or a wise man. Is Jesus in your life? Has he changed the direction of your life? and there's no in-between. It's either or. Either Jesus Christ is in your life and he's changed the direction of that or he's not and you're a fool. 2 Corinthians 5 17 says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Jesus truly does change us from the inside out and I kind of like to think of this You know, in the Angels and Shepherds episode, we kind of talked about how the angels coming to the shepherds and telling them about the news of Jesus was like the first evangelical message kind of thing there. And I like to think of this story with the wise men as the first time God really shows how Jesus changes lives because, you know, we're not told anything after this scripture passage of where the wise men went or what happened to them. But if God changed their hearts on that journey and if they were obeying God and if they took a different route home and if they kept Jesus's location safe from King Herod, I like to believe that God truly did change their hearts and I think it's pretty apparent that he did in the scriptures here. 
But yeah, that is pretty much all I have for you guys today. I will be back tomorrow and we are going to talk a little bit more about King Herod and exactly what went on there in this passage. So I will talk to all of you tomorrow. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you tune in tomorrow so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Challenge a friend to start listening and make sure to share this episode. Let's spread the true message of Christmas everywhere.